Here we are, another episode of Keo Conversations. Welcome back if you're a returning listener, and welcome to everyone who's listened to this for the first time. So if you are new, my name is Mark Champagne, and my job is to simply unpack the stories and mental fitness practices of people living at the top of their game personally and professionally. So in this episode, I'm chatting with Melissa from Sydney, Australia. She's just off her open wide book tour, and this in itself could have honestly been the whole podcast. She actually teamed up with her brilliant musician husband to deliver a really awesome and unique experience. You can think of it as Coldplay meets TED Talks. So we for sure dive into this topic and specifically around the mental practices that can really help pull off live events or any type of public speaking. But then we really go deep into the subject of her tour as well as the, the subject of her new book, Open Wide, which is all around mastering your relationships. So if you're enjoying the conversation, please do give us a little love wherever you're listening. Those lovely stars or a written review are greatly appreciated. And lastly, this podcast wouldn't be possible without the support of Keo, our daily reflection app. All of these awesome guests end up in app to help guide you through your reflection. So take it for a spin. It's in the Apple App Store. All you have to do is search KYO. Thanks, as always, for giving us your attention today and have the absolute best day yet. are you? <laughs> oh, that's a really good question. It always gets the juices flowing. Mm. I am a sovereign being here on earth doing my best to show up from a place of love every single day. Well, that's beautiful. That's a great, great response. And and how, I imagine that's a journey, right? That if, if I don't know if I would have asked you that, you know, 20 years ago, if that would have been the exact same, but how, like, how has that morphed over the, over the years? Mm. Oh my gosh. It is completely morphed and different life experiences have shaped and molded me. And I have grown and evolved and been stretched so much over my journey. Um, and I've realized so much, but one of the biggest things that I've realized is that, you know, we're not this physical body. We are a spiritual being having a human experience and we are here to choose love instead of fear, to open instead of close, hmm. and to have a freaking good time in the process because we don't know how long we're here on earth for. We have no idea. And what I've realized over the years, having two very, very close people pass away, mm-hmm. pass on in my life, like my best friend and my only grandparent yeah just recently passed away she was she was 95 and oh, wow. having oh yeah she had some she had some good innings that's for sure but what i have realized is that life is very unpredictable you don't know how long we're here for so we have to show up in every moment as best we can and show up from that place of love 
and be kind in the process and serve others in the process. That's what it's all about. It's, it's, you know, my, how I tick my day off as a successful day is how much fun did I have? And was I kind to myself and to others? I love that. I mean, um, you obviously haven't heard this yet, but in, in the, in the intros for these, these episodes, I mean, I describe the show as, as me trying to unpack the stories and mental fitness practices of top performers. But I think the, the most important part is I try to specify that it's top performers from a personal and professional standpoint. And I think you just nailed that with that whole package. Mm. It's, it's so important, right? Because, because we, we often lean to, you know, defining success from a professional standpoint of our business or our, you know, our network or following or whatever the case may be. But, and, and you have a lot of that obviously, but the way you just framed that up is, was so beautiful. It's, it's, it's essentially being happy, right? And, 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 and mm. getting the most out of, of each moment. So thanks for sharing that. You're welcome. So I think that's a good segue though into, um, you mentioned about, you know, experiencing life with, with open arms and through love and, you know, making the, um, the most out of all these situations. Last, last time we talked, you had described the tour that you're on, which is the open wide tour as cold, the Coldplay concert meets Ted talks. I'd love to hear a little bit more about that. Yeah. So this is a collaboration with my musician husband. Uh, I have just launched my second book, which is called Open Wide, A Radically Real Guide to Deep Love, Rocking Relationships and Soulful Sex. And my husband is an incredible musician and he wrote a song called Open Wide. So we decided to collaborate and join forces and come together to create an epic experience that moves people. And so it's a fusion of music, motivation, and meditation. And we're in the middle of the tour at the moment around Australia, and it has been so well received, which is just so, so lovely. People have been moved and there's laughter in the audience, there's tears, there's everything, and it's just so... It's so beautiful to get to chat to everyone afterwards and hear what came up for them. And we really wanted to create a space for people to experience something that they'd never experienced before. And that's definitely what a lot of the feedback we're getting is. Sure. And we wanted them to be moved and to be inspired to make some shifts within themselves or to step up. Um, so it's been really beautiful and so much fun collaborating with my husband and uh, for the first time, which has just been amazing because, like I said, you know, I'm a self-help author and spiritual teacher and motivational speaker and he's a musician, and um, but he's a very conscious, heart-centered musician. So mm-hmm. joining forces with him has just been like a dream. Well, it does. I mean, obviously, I I, I follow the t- the the two of you, and it's. I mean, it seems so natural, right? It's it, mm-hmm. it really is nice. I, I I wish I was over there to experience that, but um, I wanted to ask you: Has anything surprised you from some of the comments? I think you're a few shows in now, right? And 
any anything that you didn't expect from the way you've moved others or comments after the show that you know really warmed your heart oh every comment has warmed my heart every <laughs> like every comment and whether it's been on instagram you know the messages that we have just been getting on instagram are just so heartfelt and beautiful and people pouring their heart out to us how the show has impacted them and shifted something within them and you know they're just thanking us so much which is really it's really beautiful to read um that they are having those types of inner shifts so I'm really grateful that they've had those shifts um and then we get to chat to we do a meet and greet after where you know we sign books um and we get a photo with everyone who stays um Mm -hmm. and and wants that and so we chat to everyone and you know I say what did you get out of the show? And the things that people are responding back with is just beautiful. And no, I'm not, I'm not, I haven't been surprised because we set such an intention for what we wanted to create and how we wanted to how we wanted people to feel and we visualized it, we meditated on it. And, you know, before we started to write the show and and format the show, we really got clear on what it is that we wanted to create and how we wanted people to feel when they walked out of that room. So we did a lot of work on it beforehand. So, I I mean, sure, I, I wasn't, I'm not surprised, but it's also really beautiful to hear just how deep it has impacted people. Like it's like people coming up to us at the end, bawling their eyes out. Wow. Like bawling. We can see in the audience, people are sobbing <laughs> and then they're hysterically laughing and then they're sobbing, you know, and it's really moving people. So yeah, it is really amazing to to witness and hold space. And I just love it so much. Like I, I, I love holding space like that for people. Mm-hmm. Well, and you've been, you've been on, so this is the first time that, that you guys have done this collaboration, but you've been on different book tours and whatnot in the past, right? So, yeah. you know, what, so what are you learning from this, this new experience? I'm reminded of how much I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm reminded of how much I love being up there holding space for people. Like I'm, I'm just reminded of that. Um, what am I learning? I'm also reminded of how much people are suffering. Okay. And it makes me think I've got to do more. Uh, there's more work. There's way more work for me to do in this world. Um, because the amount of people that are suffering, it's, it pulls on my heartstrings and it, it just go, I just go, right. Okay. Keep going, Melissa. You've got to keep, you know, keep writing books and keep speaking and keep creating content because people really need it. I agree. I mean, it's even even with the work that we're doing, it's just it's just the tip of the iceberg, right? It's it's nice to see that people are becoming a little bit more and more accepting of, I guess, being open, right? To to listening to themselves, listening to others, but there's just there's on one hand for me, it's, it's, there's so much opportunity to help, but on the other side, you're right. There's, you know, there is, uh, 
you, you can't help but feel like you've got to do more, right? So, yeah. Yeah, so congratulations for 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 coming up with such a unique idea to 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 spread that message. It's um it's it's such a beautiful means to do that. I I, I can't imagine what the experience must be like. Oh, it's been beautiful. So, Melissa, you mentioned um because obviously what I'm trying to do is to pull a lot of the mental practices out of out of your routines and whatnot. Um but I'd love to touch a little bit about on the the show prep like you mentioned. Um, cause I'm sure if people could, you know, get some value out of, they're obviously, you know, not doing the, the exact same events and stuff like that, but for preparing for public speaking or even in front of a crowd at work or, or at home, whatever the case may be, like, what were some of the things that you found for you, Nick, that were, were helpful in your, in your prep? Mm, well, we meditated twice a day on tour. I mean, we, we do that. Um, anyways, but we made sure. And that was sometimes on aeroplanes because we were up at 4.30 in the morning. And so we just had to get dressed and get out of the hotel room as quickly as we possibly could. Um, So we meditated on the aeroplane a lot. We made sure we fit in both of our meditations, 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes in the evening. And then we had a couple of rituals that we did before we went on stage. So um, with the band, uh, because there was a whole band on stage with us, we got in circle with them and we all held hands and we said a little prayer and either I said it or Nick said it. Um, at different nights and we just brought all of our energy together and we just um, opened our hearts and we just said a little prayer together, you know, um, and set an intention for the evening, which was really nice. I think the band members, some of them thought we were a little bit crazy, but um, (laughs) that's okay. And on the first, on the first night, um, I wrote individual thank you cards to the band members, all the band members, and I gave them a, an essential oil. The It's called Wild Orange, the oil of abundance. Okay. And I gave them each an essential oil and we all put that on because um, we wanted to go out there feeling really abundant and be able to give an abundance of love and support to every single person in the audience. So we did that um, the first night as well and we all went around and said what we're grateful for in each person. And it was just a really nice little ritual and way to kick off the first show. And then before we went on, Nick and I um, made sure we had some space with each other. And so once we were fully ready, we um, got together. And this was actually a recommendation from my one of my spiritual mentors. Okay. And we placed, we stood in front of each other and we placed one hand on each other's heart and the other one just on um, like the lower back and we were very close and we took three deep breaths together and had our eyes closed and we just made sure that we were breathing in harmony. Hmm. And then I just said a little prayer, um, and set an intention and, we did that for a couple of minutes before we went on and we just made sure that both of our feet were really grounded and planted firmly in the ground before we went on. And, um, it was, yeah, another beautiful ritual we did every, every night just to synchronize our energy and make sure that 
we were totally in alignment mm-hmm. um, because the show is about, yeah, it's essentially about relationships and love and being open. And so we have to be the example of that first. Of course. So how did you feel? I'm curious when, after going through that, because that, that sounds like a very powerful experience, even though it's only a couple minutes, but just to try to provide some context to the audience, like what, when you guys finished that, how did you feel? Mm, beautiful. We felt, we felt so beautiful. We felt really grounded. We felt aligned, connected, and like an open vessel for love to come through us or God or the source or the divine, whatever you believe in, you know, we asked to be an open vessel for the universe to move through us to uh, say what and, and, and feel, no, we wanted to be an open vessel for the universe to move through us. So the people in the audience would receive what they need to receive and hear what they need to hear for their growth and evolution. Sure. Thank you. So when talking about relationships, um, like what, in your opinion, where do people struggle the most or, or where's the opportunity, I guess, to, to look at, at this a little bit differently? Oh, there's a couple of areas and I talk a lot about this in my book, but I'll give you some of the common ones that in my research, this is what came up the most. And one of the biggest ones in relationships, and I'm not just talking about romantic relationships, I'm, I'm talking about all of your relationships. So with your friends, your family, your children, anything. Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest thing that I see is expectations, placing an Excel spreadsheet of expectations on the other person to show up and be and do certain things. And you should do this for me because you're my partner. You should act like this. You should do this. And we end up shooting all over the place. But there's three little words that I often remind myself of, and that is expectations, ruin, relationships. It is the quickest way to ruin relationships. And I know for me, whenever there's been a breakdown with Nick, one of us has placed expectations on the other person. So that's when the communication breakdown happens. And so we've got to let go of our expectations. And then people say, but then they'll walk all over me and treat me like a doormat. No, that's not what I'm saying. You have boundaries and Absolutely. You have boundaries and you can say, no, I will not put up with that. That's different. A boundary, a healthy boundary that you set within yourself is different to placing shoulds and expectations all over someone else. And so, you know, Nick might say something like, I think you had an expectation on me for that, honey. And I'm sorry, I didn't like, I'm sorry, I didn't step up to it, but that was your expectation. And I'm like, "Mm, yeah, you're right. You know, I did, I did have an ex, I did. It was, you know, whose fault is it? Mine. I placed an expectation on him to do something or I should it all over him. So healthy boundaries are very important, but expectations, you should do this for me. That's a very different energy to, no, I'm not, no, please don't speak to me like that. That's a very different energy to, you shouldn't do this. Do you see what I mean? So of course, that is really important. Expectations, just be mindful. Be Just start to be really mindful 
of the expectations you have on your family and friends. Well, I'm, I'm glad you brought that last piece up because I wanted to ask you uh, on expectations because I, I feel like for sure when, when you're speaking in that in that context and, you know, you should have, you know, done this or whatever that, that the case may be, that seems a little bit more obvious. But it's I'm trying to think of, of, of other situations where, you know, you don't want to put expectations on the situation, but you end up doing it anyway. So like, how do you like, what are some tools or practices to 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 help with that? Well, I guess awareness is key. Awareness is key for all transformation because once you are aware of something, you can't unknow it unless you fall over, hit your head and you have a really bad head accident. Once you know something, you can't unknow it. So once you are aware that you have expectations on your mom, your partner, your child or your friend, it's your responsibility to catch yourself. Mm-hmm. when you place them. You know, I have a beautiful 11-year-old, almost 12-year-old stepson. Yeah. And when I find myself feeling disappointed, I ask myself, well, why am I disappointed? Well, I had a big long list of expectations on how I wanted him to show up. And he didn't fulfill that because he's his own sovereign being and he's just doing the best that he can. But I had this big long expectation list placed all over him and I was disappointed. It's actually not his fault. He just showed up the best that he could in that moment. So it's, you know, it's one thing that you can start to be mindful of is, is bring your awareness to it. You know, I write down, I write it down. I have an expectation on my mom to show up this way. I haven't, you know, and I just write them down and then I decide to let them go. I decide to, because I want to live expectation free, uh, because expectations stop you from being in flow and present. So that's my intention is just to get, let, be aware of them and then hold myself accountable to letting them go. I love that, Melissa. That's that's so relevant, and it it, it leads well into because um, because I I'd imagine in in on that topic alone just being aware, I mean, this is where a lot of the different mindfulness practices come up, right? Whether it's, you know, the work that we're involved in with with self-reflection and writing or journaling or meditation or any of these type of activities that help you slow down a little bit and control your mind, just ultimately end up stimulated, stim- stimulating more self-awareness, right? So w- what are some of the practices that are you mentioned you know writing but what are some of the other practices that that are just staples in in your mental and physical fitness to to heighten your self-awareness and whatever else you're obviously getting out of those practices meditation is number one absolute number one key everyone can benefit from it there is so much science out there. It's not woo-woo anymore. Mm-hmm. Everyone would benefit from a daily meditation practice. And it actually blows my mind that people are still making excuses for it. Oh, I don't have time. I'm like, well, if <laughs> Oprah, if Oprah can meditate twice sure. a day, stop her entire company and 
they all stop, drop and meditate in the afternoon. Like I'm pretty sure you can (laughs) find five to 10 minutes, you know, stop, stop watching TV or scrolling Instagram and instead use that time as your meditation. So the time excuse I'm really kind of bored of, to be honest, um, like it, it, like it has been so deeply ingrained. It's like brushing your teeth, you know, for Nick Mm -hmm. and I, and for us now, like when we hear that people don't meditate, we're like, Oh, Really? Like, that's so interesting. Like, because we're just surrounded by <laughs> sure. It's like you didn't eat today. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's like, oh, you didn't shower or you didn't eat? Like, yeah. oh, so, so interesting. So for us, it has, meditation has changed my life. I wouldn't be the person I am without it. And there are so many other things that you could do, but uh, meditation is, I think, number one. And you can start small, start with five minutes in the morning, first thing in the morning. Because if you don't do it first thing, you're just going to make excuses. You're going to let your inner critic make excuses all day long on why you don't have the time to do it. So, I use a digital calendar that syncs with my computer and my phone and it is in my calendar as a repeating task every single day. It's in pink and it just says meditation and it's at 6 a.m. every morning and 5 p.m. every single day. I don't have to think about it. It's in my calendar. Of course, there are times where I have to move that around because of different things that might be on. Um, But I always start, uh, my day starts the night before So before I clock off from my computer, before I go to bed at nighttime, I look at my calendar for the next day and I look at my day and I go, okay, cool. I've got an interview with Mark at 11 AM in Sydney and I've got this and then I've got that. And I, and I think, oh, okay, well that's going to run over. So I'm going to have to move my meditation to three o'clock. So, and I shuffle my calendar around and I make sure that, everything is going to flow as effortlessly as it possibly can. And I think, oh, okay, well, I've got this interview with Mark and that's going to go till about 12.30 and then, yeah, then I'll have enough time to make lunch for Leo and then drop him to his friend's house and then I've got, you know, like set yourself up for success. And Nick and I do that every night. We we share um, calendars so I can see everything that he's got on in his calendar and, and he can see what I've got on. And then we've got like a joint calendar. Like we've got one that's called us and it's yellow. And so anything <laughs> that involves both of us or the family or Leo goes in yellow yeah. and it just allows us to set ourselves up and set our day up for success and for it to flow as easily as possible. And so meditation is always in there. And sometimes, like I said, we have to move it around, but that is probably the best tool I have in my toolkit. And I love it so much. That doesn't mean it's always, it do, that doesn't mean I'm always skipping to my meditation pillow. <laughs> sure. Um, no way. Like there's sometimes there's really strong resistance and that's my opportunity to sit and, and go into that as well. And what, what, what does your meditation practice look like or, or how is it, how has it evolved over the last little bit? 
Yeah, I now currently practice TM or Vedic meditation, which is you're given a mantra by a teacher and um, you repeat that mantra in your mind and that's practiced 20 minutes in the morning and 20 minutes in the afternoon before your dinner. And I have experimented with so many other types of meditation, pretty much everything, guided and breath and um all sorts of different meditations. And I experimented with them at the start of my journey. I started meditating almost eight years ago now. And I started just uh, experimenting with all different types. And then I landed about four years ago with TM and I just loved it so much. And it feels really good in my body for now. And so I'm just going to do that. Makes perfect sense. I mean, it it seems like that's the pattern. I mean, you know, people for for any of these type of practices or or even building the habits up front, right? Whatever you can use that works for you. Some might be guided courses, some might be apps, some might be in person. I mean, I think the key is that A, like like you and Nick, you're first prioritizing it. And then, you know, B, you're finding something that works for you and then be open to that evolution, right? Yeah, absolutely. And different seasons, you know, you'll, you might require different things. Sure. That's a great point. That's a very good point. Uh, how has that changed for you? Um, uh, no one's ever brought that up. So I, I'd love for you to elaborate on that, that topic. Yeah. So at different times in your life, you're going to require different things. Um, sure. You know, I, I love breath meditation as well. I absolutely love, you know, doing box breathing where Mm -hmm. you breathe in for maybe five counts, you hold for three counts, and then you breathe out for five counts, um, and then you go to six and then maybe seven and you keep expanding your breath as much as you can. And I love that. And I do that if I have a little bit of an excited nervous system before I go to bed, I'll do that. Okay. Because that really brings my nervous system down and takes me out of fight or flight and into the parasympathetic nervous system and really just brings me the cortisol down in my body. So I do that one. Um, you know, if I'm like literally this, this week on tour, getting home, like we're so wired and excited and trying trying to, yeah, the energy and trying to wind down. Um, we have a few different little biohacking things that we do, but the box breathing was something, you know, we would hold hands and lay in bed and we just breathe together, which is really nice. And also always guided meditations are great. And then, you know, I've got some amazing meditations, um, using binaural beats and isochronic, tones and solfeggio frequencies, which is just amazing and allow you to drop into a deep state of transcendence. So I love listening to those that, you know, sometimes I just listen to those while I'm driving. Okay. Um, you know, like I, cause I just, I don't listen to radio or anything like that. I listen to podcasts and, and sometimes just, you know, meditation music. And I think it's really important that, and then you can also listen to guided meditations. I have beautiful guided meditations using those binaural beats in the background on my website that are just so popular and really um, successful for a lot of people. So, I mean, add them all to your tool toolkit and then pull out the ones at different seasons in your life when you need them. Um, 
because they're going to resonate with you all on different levels at different times. And the more in tune you are with your body, the more you can listen to what it desires and give it that. Mm-hmm. But isn't it amazing? Because I'm I'm going through this this journey as well. Because this is fairly new, right? Every, the work that we're doing with with Keo. So I, even personally, I feel like I'm evolving um, in this space. And it what's I, what I'm so grateful for is that the more and more that I'm exposed to all of these different practices and mindsets and you know high vibration type activities and and and, and whatnot, it it, it just keeps compounding it it feels like it's never ending right it just keeps getting better and you're to your point i think you're you're more aware of what's going on you're it's way easier to go up to that forty thousand foot view of everything that's happening in the current situation and it just becomes easier and easier the more that you practice Mm -hmm. regardless whether it's meditation or writing because even when you were mentioning you know pulling the 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 different you know, tools out of your, your toolbox. We do a lot of that with the questions. And that that's the whole thing is that we want to evolve with you because this month you might have prompts in your life that are very specific to what's going on right now. And, you know, there, of course, there might be some consistencies as you keep going, but then next month, you know, as your life is evolving, so do the questions. And so, you know, so are the things that are, are important to you in your, in your current world. So it's, it's just being able to, uh, to see all of that, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And self-awareness is so important and that gets strengthened through meditation Yeah, and through sitting in stillness and with yourself that the more you do that, the more, aware you're going to be of how you feel and um, what's going on for you. Sure. In, in one of our first conversations, um, you had mentioned the, the idea of rebalancing um, your masculine and feminine energy and using different high vibration techniques to rebalance that. I, I would love for you to, to touch on that topic. Mm. So, we all have the divine masculine energy within us and we all have the divine feminine energy within us. This isn't about sexuality. And it's like that beautiful yin and yang symbol. And when we are too much in our feminine, we're out of balance. And when we're too much in our masculine, we're out of balance. So we need to cultivate a beautiful balance of both the divine masculine and the divine feminine within ourselves and within all of our relationships. But once we get to that uh, balance within ourselves, it'll reflect out into all of our relationships. And I know within myself when I am too much in my masculine and I know what I need to do to rebalance. And I know when I'm too much in my feminine and I know what I need to do to rebalance. And that's because I am really self-aware and I have that awareness. And it's a sacred dance that we have to do within ourselves, within these energies to rebalance because Everything is always seeking balance. You know, nature is always seeking balance. Um, Our body is always seeking homeostasis and and trying to come back to that that balance. And same with 
within ourselves, within our energy systems. And then that reflects out into our relationships as well. Of course. So how is there, are there any, are there any practices or tips that, you know, for someone that's starting out that's, that wants to try to find better balance that maybe isn't self-aware at, you know, to your level at this point, Mm. how can people get started? I guess is the question I'm asking. Yeah, I think definitely self-awareness is just asking yourself, like, you know, when do I feel most masculine and when do I feel most feminine? And am I spending too much time in my masculine energy? Am I spending too much time in my feminine energy? It's about having these, this conversation with yourself and, you know, that's why sitting in stillness is just so important just because we can have these reflections within ourselves. And so for me, during my day, I'm dancing between the two. I'm, you know, when I am making Leo's breakfast and tucking him into bed at night and playing a game with him, like doing a puzzle or drawing or something, that requires me to be more in my feminine. Mm Mm-hmm. And then when I am talking Bitcoin index funds and profit and loss and balance sheets with my husband where my eyes just glaze over and I'm like, oh my goodness, that requires me to be more in my masculine, more in that energy. And so for me, I'm so aware I can dance and kind of bounce between the two. But if I am out of balance and I'm too much in my masculine, and Nick is too much in his masculine, we repel each other. It's like, you know, when you put two magnets together, like the, um, or two batteries, you put yeah. the, um, the, the same sides together and they repel. Yeah. Yeah. But then you put one plus and one negative together and they click into place really beautifully. That's the same with the masculine and the feminine energies. So, um, yeah, I notice straight away if I'm really masculine, it just repels Nick and we start butting heads. And so, you know, and then sometimes he's, he's too much in his masculine and, you know, I'll remind him, I'm like, baby, like, it's time to soften. It's time to, you know, open that heart a little bit more and just, you know, soften a bit. And he's like, yeah, you're right. And it shifts everything. And he'll say to me, you're, you're, you're too masculine right now. You need to soften a little bit. Sure. Get back into, get back into your, you know, your divine feminine energy. And, um, you know, this is how we communicate, which is really beautiful. And it, it comes back like everything we've spoken about so far, it really comes back to self-awareness and taking self-responsibility for how you're showing up in the world. Absolutely. it's. I wanted to ask you, Melissa, because, you, you know, you and Nick obviously have a very, your communication seems beautiful, let, let's just say, and I'm not saying that you know, there's never any challenges there, but for for someone that, let, let's say, is really on this journey, right? And is is working on their self awareness, and you know, real, f- kind of following the track that we've been, we've been discussing um, in, in this conversation. But their partner is not at the same level. Like how 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 can you slowly come to that same level or come to a, a, a level of understanding, right? Because the reason I bring it up is you know even just through your, the example that that you were mentioning. Um, 
in your situation, it seems to work because you're both on the same page, right? Like you can have that that dialogue. Whereas if if the other partner is not really at that same level, then it could go. I could see that breaking into a massive argument, right? Mm, absolutely. I get this question a lot. Okay. <laughs> a lot on social media, but also in person and. What I have come to realize is that we cannot fix change or improve anyone else. And trying is going to only cause you suffering. And so the only thing that we can do is be the example and show up 100% ourselves without expectation of the other person getting it or coming on board. And the second thing you can do, like you can start to do that, like make sure that you are the example of whatever it is that you want in your life. And then also practicing what I call crystal clear communication. Okay. So I write about this in the book And you sit down with your partner or your kids or your family, whoever it is that you want to talk to this about, and you say to them, you speak from your heart, you open your heart, you speak openly, honestly, and vulnerably, and you speak your truth and you say, you know, I'm whatever it is that you want, but you speak from your heart. If you speak from your heart, you will reach their heart. If you speak from their head, your head, you will reach their head. So being the example is the first thing that you can do. And then the next thing is practice crystal clear communication with the other person. Express how you truly feel. And then, you know, whatever happens after that, you'll have to go from there. Very well. Um, very well said response. I can tell you get that one often. <laughs> it's great, great advice. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> well, I, may, I I could see that. It makes sense, right? I mean, because for sure, I mean, even, even myself listening to everything that you're that you're saying, it, it makes perfect sense. And, and my partner's very much on board with this as well. But, you know, we're not always 100% aligned. So I can see how everyone would want to see, you know, how do we, how, how do we align there, right? and and Mm. kind of work to that same goal. Mm -hmm, Exactly. Melissa, what makes you smile about your work? Everything. Talking to people, seeing their faces light up when they have the realizations within themselves. That's, that's pretty beautiful. Like people come, people come up to us at the end of the show and they're bawling their eyes out and they hug me and Nick and they're crying and they say, you, you've changed my life. You've changed my life. Like you don't understand. You'll never understand. And I'm like, I didn't do anything. I did nothing. You did it. You did the work. You're the one that showed up. You did the work. And seeing their faces to that response Hmm. is pretty awesome. It's pretty beautiful to watch them realize that because in that moment they may have put their power in me or Nick and sure, we have created a sacred container for them to grow 
maybe that was, you know, the experience or the book or the music, like we've created that, but it was ultimately them that had the shift within or did the work or sat and did their meditation or what I call your spiritual (laughs) sit-ups. And it was them that did the work. And then when we say that to them and you see them like clock that and they, you can see them then feeling really proud of themselves like that. That's pretty awesome. So, I mean, I have a big smile on my face. Just, just imagining what that must be like. It's so powerful. Yeah, it's really beautiful. What would be, um, I, I would definitely want to move in and, and make sure I get grab the questions from you, but what are there th- three questions that, you've already mentioned a few questions actually already, but that um, on a frequent basis you find are circulating in your life from a you know self-reflection or self-inquiry perspective? And, and it, could be, it could be frequent or it could just be during big life-changing events, but... These are the questions that we really want to uh, tap into and leave with the audience so that they can add to their their template if they're using the app, but also if they're obviously listening to this conversation that they can ponder on. A question I always ask myself, is this a question that I get asked or I ask myself? You ask yourself. Mm, I always ask myself, how am I feeling? How do I feel in my body right now? How does this make me feel? Every decision that I make personally and business-wise, I always ask, how does this make me feel? Is Am I open or am I closed? Do I feel expansive or do I feel shut off? Yeah. And that is how I run my life and my business. I tune in with my body because the innate wisdom within ourselves is always there. We just have to listen to it. I definitely, I mean, that, that's actually my go-to question. If whenever I start any type of journaling is that's regardless of the situation or if it's, you know, thinking about a problem, it's just that exact question. How am I feeling right now? And it, I'm always amazed at how much that unlocks. Mm, That's so beautiful. And another question I ask multiple times throughout the day to myself and to Nick and Leo and to my friends and anyone who will listen, (laughs) I say, what are three things you're most recently grateful for? And I ask myself that and Nick and I always ask each other every morning and every night. First thing we do in the morning when we wake up and the last thing we do at the end of the day before we're about to fall asleep. So what are you most recently grateful for? What are you grateful for right now in your life? Hmm. So that's the second one. Do you have a third? Uh, The third one, the third one I do ask myself often And that is, am I in alignment with love? Ooh, explain that. (laughs) Am I in alignment with love, my truth, my higher self, my purpose? Because in every moment, you're either choosing love or fear. And I want to get to the end of my life and high five God on the other side and, and say, I fully showed up. I lived from a place of love. I had an epic time and I showed up. I am so proud because I showed up in every moment. I chose love. I was in alignment with love in every moment. 
So that's another question that I ask myself because I don't want to be aligned with fear. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be aligned with being closed and shut down. I want to be aligned with my higher self, with love, with my purpose, with my truth. So I ask myself that, you know, is this in alignment with my truth? And that helps me stay on my path and on my mission in this world. That's such a great prompt. Thank you for sharing that. Um, last question, Melissa. Um, funny you brought up the, the gratitude question, but that's usually how I close things off. And, you know, as we speak right now together, what are you most grateful for? I'm grateful for my beautiful husband. I am absolutely obsessed with him. I just adore him and love him and just so grateful that I get to hold hands with him through this life journey. And I'm just so proud of him and very grateful for him, for everything that he does for himself and for our family. He's just a beautiful human being. Doesn't mean he doesn't annoy the crap out of me sometimes. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Uh, when he doesn't take the rubbish out. <laughs> sure. Oh, come on. I, I got that one last week. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, baby, come on. Like, how long does it have to sit at the front door for? <laughs> <laughs> so funny. It's so funny. But he says, but aren't you glad that it's me that's putting the rubbish there? And I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. I am glad it's you. But, you know. I'm going to try that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And do you know what else he does? Like, he he usually cooks. Um, he's an amazing cook. And I do a lot of the cleaning up after. So he'll cook and I clean, which is we, we just love. Sure. And um, he is a very messy cook. So there's like every pot and pan has been used <laughs> and there's stuff everywhere. And, you know, I'll come out and I'm like, babe, like, can you please, or can you put your, your glasses away or your, your dishes away? And he's like, why are you getting upset about dishes? Aren't you glad they're my dishes and not so? And I'm like, you can't keep using that. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. But he's kind of right. He's true. It's true. And he's right. And I'm like, yeah. Imagine if I didn't have him leaving his dishes there. Imagine. Like that would that would be really crap. And so it does shift my perspective and does make me laugh a little bit. But of course. Still. That's clever. Very clever. <laughs> He's onto it. He's definitely He's on onto something there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And same with me. You know, he'll say to me, babe, you know, you always do this. And I'm like, but aren't you glad? <laughs> so we we kind of play around with that, which is fun. Um I'm very grateful to everyone who has come to see Open Wide so far and everyone who's who's bought my books and come to see our show. I'm I'm so grateful. I have met some of the most amazing, beautiful, heart-centered people that I just wish I could have dinner with every single person one-on-one. It'd probably take me seven years, but you know, <laughs> sure. like it's um it's really beautiful to have spent just a little time with each person afterwards and got to hug them and just you know see their eyes and connect with them for a brief moment. Even though if I had it my way, we'd it'd be a lot longer. Yeah. So I'm grateful for 
those connections and everyone who's come to the show. And I'm also really grateful for our events team who put on the whole show and organized everything. They're an amazing conscious company here in Australia who literally have made this tour such a breeze and so effortless. Like we literally rock up to the hotel. Everything's organized, rock up to the venue. Like there's been no stress and it's just been so effortless and beautiful. And I'm very grateful to the team that have put it all together. So they're my three things. Oh, and one more. And I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for Nat who connected us. She's my, one of my best friends, one of my soul sisters. Um, and I'm grateful that she connected us because you're a very beautiful human being. And I hope to get to have dinner with you one time um, with your partner and, and Nick, and we can have deep and beautiful, soulful conversations. Oh, thank you so much for saying that. And, and, and right back at you, it's, um, it's been beautiful speaking with you. And I, I feel like a dinner of the four of us would be a very interesting evening because there'd be, I feel like you and I are kind of a little bit more on the same page where, where my wife and Nick would get along well with the whole dishes <laughs> scene. So <laughs> it would be an interesting conversation. But yeah, thank you, Melissa. Honestly, I, there's two things. One is, is, is thanking you for your time and being so open through, through throughout this conversation. Um, but secondly, just thank you on behalf of, of, of everyone that's listening and for you being so self-aware and, and taking so much time and effort in yourself and your relationships and understanding, you know, the balance that you need to be able to do such incredible work because, I mean, I know I don't have to tell you this, but, you know, because of all of that, you know, you're helping so many people around the world. So, you know, kudos to you and, and, and thank you for, for, for doing such wonderful work out there. Thank you so much. And you must let me know if you come to Sydney, Australia, so we can have that dinner party. Of course. <laughs> <laughs>